0: Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your sometimes twice weekly podcast about the podcast Too Beautiful to Live in my hot, soupy, sticky, unair conditioned primary residence studios in Kenmore, New York. I'm Bobby Pape, and joining me from the Melted Pool of Butter studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Ann with a planned Lund home. Good morning,
1: Ann. Good morning, Bobby. Central air this conditioning is working beautifully here. <laughs>
0: actually uh morning this time and thanks for bragging (laughs) in the newly minted at least for this week dick wolf studios in lincoln park michigan it's meredith the mvh van harn it's van harn right
2: um van harn or van horn i i think i might just start accepting either i'm
0: just checking because uh when i write up the the uh, authorship for this episode i want to make sure we get it right (sighs) sorry
2: (laughs) we love you i promise it's just i i see it so much now like this if this reminds me why i decided i wanted to change my last name like i'm such a feminist but when i got married i was like i'm so sick of this van horn stuff i'm changing it (laughs) and now here i am back at it again you know you could change it again just you don't
0: have to get married again. Just I know.
2: So many people pointed that out after the fact and it that never occurred to me that I could just become you know, I could okay. just, you know, come up with some awesome last name that, that didn't have any of these problems.
0: Next LRB bracket challenge. <laughs> Meredith's new last yes. name <laughs> We'll take submissions through the end of October. We'll have you a new last name by summer.
1: Great.
0: All right, this is an LRB we can review and we're gonna do that after some LRB business. Then we'll do some housekeeping and how you can get involved with the show. Business is pretty light this week, although we do have a big announcement before I mention anything else. We finally, thanks to the persistence of One Christie Wise and the, I don't know, finally answering an email of the Seattle Parks Department, have information for our upcoming picnic. It'll be Friday, July 27th at 5 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time at Gasworks Park in Seattle of pokemon go episode of
1: tbtl <laughs> fame oh that's why it's notable because yes. <laughs>
2: of the pokemon episode that was also I'm the sure episode th- where they were shy about talking to people right that's a perfect match for our pick yeah. <laughs> uh if you weren't there
0: last year dozens of us were and it was a blast um some of your favorite tens will be there and uh we hope you're there too because you're one of our favorite tens if you're hearing this if you're in Seattle, come. If you're looking to travel on a lark and money and scheduling is no object, come. Um, we'd love to have you. Uh, there will be some sort of, I imagine, overly complicated potluck structure put together <laughs> soon. Can't wait. It's only, it's only a few weeks away, but, you know, Mike, I'm sure, Mike's off this week from the show, uh, probably so that he can spend all his time crafting this and... and. uh you know, as soon as we do that, we'll put the formula out for everyone to calculate accordingly.
1: Right. He is forever claiming how he has ideas. So I can only assume <laughs> that this is going to be one of them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, come on out. Gasworks park Friday, July 27, 5. PM. Cut out of work early. If you're a local beat the traffic, <laughs> there's no beating the traffic. At <laughs> Leave early so that you can actually get there and, uh, come hang out. Uh, onto the friday show if you haven't listened to it yet we had a lot of fun putting together our songs of our summers episode of little red bandwagon not the summer not any particular summer just songs of summers uh and we have a throw your phone it's really a hug your phone about that episode uh and thanks for i assume it was you putting this in the run sheet Mm -hmm. i'm gonna just plow through and read it this is from listener renee and it reads actually a hug my phone I just made my girls come down and listen to some of your songs. We jammed and laughed a bit, and then I excused them, and then parenthetically, they endure my podcast habit. Luckily, they were not nearby after Mike's song that Ann said made her feel, quote, hot and sweaty. When she had to retort, not down there. I burst out laughing and immediately started a new list. LRB episode three thirty two is the first podcast on a list called Podcast Episodes for When I Need to Laugh Slash Jam.
1: Do I have to clarify the hot and sweaty comment? <laughs> because I didn't what think I... you needed to at the time. I mean it made me blush. No, what I meant was that it evoked an evening in Havana. That's warm and sweaty and you're sitting outside at the cafe having a drink. That's what I meant by hot and sweaty. Wasn't a sexy time thing, you pervs. (laughs) You meant it in the Peter Sagal film
0: context.
2: Exactly. Like the Havana Nights. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I knew exactly what you meant, Anne, but I also knew exactly why it was funny.
1: That's why we can hold these two things in one vision. Mm -hmm. I was going to be really righteously angry about it and then I remembered the Super Bowl episode where Meredith and I laughed about ball handling for like five <laughs> minutes straight and I was like, Well I don't really have a leg to stand on in yeah. in terms of childish reactions. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought it was gonna be you that didn't have a leg to stand on in that episode. <laughs> yeah, hey, with regard to that, can I say Renee, I really hope your girls weren't listening during those stories that Mike told because Oof. that's bad parenting. <laughs> Thankfully, the cost of sleeping
0: bags has come down substantially since Mike was a child. Thanks to automated processing like looms and uh, sewing machines. Right. You know. Yeah. So it's not such a big deal anymore to replace a sleeping bag. Uh, Yeah. If you haven't listened yet, uh, there are parts of that episode that are definitely... I, do we want to say PG thirteen, or do we want to go ahead and say
1: hard R, <laughs> hard R?
0: <laughs> uh, still worth a listen, though. Uh, just maybe, maybe headphones and earmuffs accordingly. We've got another through your phone. Oh no, that's for Monday. So I'll mention that after we do the magic trick we've got for Monday here. Uh, why don't we go ahead and jump into our weekend in review? Uh, and I'll get us started with Monday, 2669 TVTL live from Mississippi. Uh, and ladies, uh, I'll let me double check with Meredith. You weren't able to make it to Mississippi,
2: right? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, I've had a cold, but I don't think it's been that bad. <laughs> you didn't have that much scissor. Mm-mm. You don't, You didn't black out <laughs> on your trip to Mississippi. I don't think so. Uh,
0: and Anne, you also did not, unfortunately, make it to Mississippi.
1: No, it's plenty hot here. I don't need to add another 15 or 20 <laughs> degrees. Uh, And
0: I also didn't get to go, uh, but we knew someone who did. And that's Amy Shepard from our uh, familial podcast, (laughs) Earbuds and Earworms. Are
2: shows girls or boys?
0: (sighs) Would somebody please clarify? And if shows are born and then have the instinct that they are the other, do we recognize that? Oh, we should. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's 2018. So uh, rather than us talking about the live show that we all heard together on tape... We thought we would just have a quick chat with Amy Shepard from e and uh, and have her tell us all about the experience from the inside. She's our on-the-spot reporter, and uh, we'll cut to her on tape now, conversation that she and I had last night while we were sweating our asses off. All right, everybody, you know her from Earbuds and Earworms. You know her from the recent TBTL live show in Columbus, Mississippi. And if you're like me, you think fondly of her because of the time she gave you a Tub of ponchos cheese, and you ate it alone with some triscuits in a La Quinta Inn in Minneapolis, Minnesota. It's the one and only Amy. My hands still smell like gloves, and I can't make it go away. Shepherd, hello, Amy.
3: (laughs) Hello, um, wow, I I feel special because you read my Facebook post, (laughs) (laughs) but um, actually, the ponchos really does like go into this whole conversation because I was at the recording in um, Columbus which it felt like I'd missed Columbus, and then I somehow ended up in Columbus because I don't understand how directions work. But, yeah, so, I mean, I got to actually be at the live taping of the Mississippi show.
0: I'm sure I will have already set this up before we get into this <laughs> clip, so listeners will be hearing this twice, but since this is happening in a space-time vacuum, um, we thought, rather than talking about the live show that we all listened to, And because we love to not work, we would just throw it to our on the spot reporter, Amy, who was at Jamie's house, the live show in Columbus, Mississippi. So, uh, Amy, why don't you enlighten us? um, First of all, how far it was for you from Memphis Um, to. Yeah.
3: So, from Memphis, if I had driven from my house, it would have been about three hours and seven minutes. But luckily, I was out in the suburb called Germantown, so it was only two hours and forty-two minutes to get there. <laughs> Huge difference if you think yeah, about it. Yeah, 20
0: twenty-something minutes.
3: Yeah, it didn't feel like it, but um,
0: two extended American pies.
3: <laughs> it was it was pretty amazing. Like a uh, surprisingly Mississippi. You go into Mississippi from Memphis, and it looks a lot like Tennessee. And I think it was amazing because of. Uh, it was a long drive, so I felt bad for the guys for having to drive, like, through all of Arkansas. And I don't, I don't even think they hit Memphis as much as they talked about going to the Peabody. And so it was really amazing because Jamie's house is perfection. It's like whatever beautiful veranda-surrounded southern home you ever think of going into is her house. And it's got, like, this huge history and everything, if you've been following on the Stins page.
0: Yeah, it's kind of impressive that they managed to find a venue through a listener contest that's better than the venue they used for their last show in Seattle.
3: <laughs> and it 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 could accommodate even more people than probably. I think y'all were in a shoebox, correct?
0: Uh pretty much, yeah. It was um it was I'm sure uh for fire code reasons it was technically legal, but <laughs> we were we were, you know, wedged pretty tightly into rebar. In Seattle, and then we all had to leave because of the, was it a goth show after or something? Something like that.
3: Yeah, there were no goth shows that evening scheduled, but I'm sure Jamie could like rock some goth shows if she truly wanted to. because I'm they, not sure.
0: Are, are there any goths in Mississippi?
3: I'm pretty sure they are, but they stay indoors because it is hot as hell during the season. And yeah. it was actually really, really nice in the South when the guys were visiting for as much as they were complaining about how hot it was um the the air conditioning tried to you know accommodate the probably 60 something people that had like gathered in there and she had set up this amazing little space which is like her little venue space and I mean it was simply amazing like everybody heard the show but I cannot talk about how amazing Andrew's editing is because I was sloshed and I talked on there and I didn't sound like super messed up, especially like I went on a massive tangent about sweet tea that got, that got cut. And I'm so happy Andrew like protected my like, um, I don't know, uh, dignity that wakes is insanity. And everybody was drinking moonshine and wine and beer and, it was an amazing show and there was a show kind of like precursor that was cut out where we had a local, like what are the people that sit? I don't know. Councilman. There was a local councilman who's like talking up the stuff in Columbus, Mississippi. And there were various other people that were talking about like how amazing Jamie was. And I think she was probably like, Oh, I'm kind of embarrassed, but she'd invited these people to come see what was happening. And, I was surprised by how many people had no idea what a TBTL was that were there. And they were all freaked out. They were like, what is happening? And it was, it was pretty amazing. Because we're all like into um, hot dogs and all these inside jokes. And there's all these people who've been asked to like say, hey, this is for the library. And this is for this various other thing. And they did not understand why it was important that they were there at all. And there were people who'd maybe like listened to six episodes and are like, we're not quite to whatever a 10 is, but we're trying because we love Jamie. It was super magical and it was nice to be in a venue where you could like truly geek out to people who had no idea what was happening. And they were just like, "Uh uh-huh, sure. That's great. Everybody seems really excited about this. And there was Lydia made these amazing cakes and cookies.
0: Yeah. Tell us about the baked goods because I saw the pictures of the cookies and I, (laughs) I was blown away at the artistry, the artism of the baked goods. I mean, really, um, you know, I, I, I'm sure that Mississippi takes a lot of shit, so I don't need to sit here and (laughs) say that I never would have expected any of these things from Mississippi, but I definitely wouldn't have expected like world-class bakery treats a At oh. random tens event in mississippi
3: see i was thinking like this is like the perfect mississippi thing like this beautiful house party and it was like the best of what the south has to offer like all of our hospitality and i mean jamie has mastered like hostessing and like laying out a perfect like place like she had a great way to move about the dining room and kitchen to collect food she had a chicken drawer Nobody talked yeah. about that and I was losing my mind cuz she had a fried chicken drawer.
0: We saw pictures of this. So, did she she pre-made you know uh, and then it was like a warmer drawer?
3: Uh well, they call it a warmer drawer. To me it's always going to be a fried chicken drawer. Um she had bought a local uh chicken local chicken place like some sort of like well-known fried chicken that she just kind of got like a bunch of it and put it in this fried chicken drawer also known as a warmer drawer which I was before the show like I was already kind of a little bit tired and emotional and I was freaking out to Luke about this amazing drawer and he was like "Uh uh-huh yeah that's great Amy (laughs) so I probably terrified him a little bit
0: I have a question uh (laughs) did Luke remember salient details about your life without being prompted
3: uh yes he asked me where my daughter was and why she wasn't there um he he do To be f- fair
0: your daughter is extremely memorable.
3: I I think so but I'm biased. I'm totally biased but when a small child does kind of storm like a a stage and then Luke has a whole interview then it, it it's memorable to me and I yeah. you were there too so it was pretty it's pretty cool. I think it was the it was outfit that really the outfit she was wearing <laughs> made it really memorable.
0: But That's the wrong, the wrong live show. Back to Mississippi.
3: Yes. <laughs> so he'd asked me about that, and I had to explain that I'd left my house at 5 a.m. and had, like, a whole day before I headed to Mississippi. And it was super – I was just super excited to be there. And so many other people were super excited. And the party was going, like, well before I got there and well after I got there, even though I think Luke and Andrew got there – 30 minutes before the show after they'd prepped and stuff. So there's like a party going on far before.
0: That's standard for TVCL yeah. events. There's usually a, a pre thing and then the actual event and then the post thing. And I would say 95% of the fun isn't even about Luke and Andrew or the live show. It's just about all the interaction and the people who end up with these things. And I think, did I see an 11 with a shirt on that just said 11 in the pictures? Yes,
3: that was, I believe um, that was Allie's <laughs> like a uh, life mate there who was like I don't know what's happening but I know I did not have to host this at my house so that was Allie's husband who was wearing the yellow Yeah so
0: was he one of the last few uh new 10s for Jamie like he probably saw that this thing was neck and neck and <laughs> threw himself behind the other the other horse just to <laughs> Just despair from having to host this?
3: Uh, probably. He probably was like, hey, yeah, this is I'm listening for Jamie and send it to her. I'm thinking. Yeah, there are,
0: there are several hundred weirdos who seem to want to come to our house. <laughs> I might want so. to stop
3: this from happening. Um, I did find out some really amazing things because you earlier mentioned Poncho's Cheese Dip. And yes. I did take Poncho's to the live show because I wanted to bring something representative from where I was. And... At one point, somebody's like, who brought the cheese dip? Who brought the cheese dip? And the person who made the cookies, which was Lydia, who designed these beautiful cookies, um, was asking where the cheese dip came from. And I was like, oh, yeah, I brought that. And she's like, it reminds me of like this other cheese dip. And I was like, well, it's Poncho's. And she's like, are you kidding me? And she grew up in West West Memphis, Arkansas. And that's where Poncho's is from. So she was losing her mind that she's like, this tasted just like Poncho's. And it really is Poncho's like yeah it is awesome she was like you know you've had ponchos you know the mysterious yeah. racist cheese
0: yeah it's yeah. uh it's so good that it makes the caricature you know you just sort of through the haze of of the cholesterol or whatever you just let it go the it sodium um, high yeah i've thought about ordering a case of ponchos and having it shipped to the house because you can do that but it just seems like, such a bad idea. I mean, it sounds like such a good idea, but then such a bad idea. Like, I'm just going to end up filling a hot tub with it or something. And You have to buy eight
3: tubs. It yeah, only but, can be shipped in eight tub increments.
0: Which is fine. Uh, <laughs> you know, if that's the way you want to end things. I mean, what a way to go. Just eating tub after tub of poncho cheese. So good. Uh, all right, so the food was excellent. The pictures of it were great. Mm-hmm. I, I want to get to the actual live show that was aired. I want to know about these gifts. Did you guys know that this was a thing that was happening, this charitable... Yes. This this massive charitable effort? Because I, it blindsided me, and I know a lot of listeners actually got really emotional because of that.
3: Oh, while they were listening? Um,
0: yeah, yeah.
3: We did... Uh, Luke and Andrew got pretty like misty-eyed and trying to deflect it, and... Um, there was a special Southern Tens group it was called um Ren and Honeybee and it was like for the people who were coming to that show who wanted to come to that show or the Southern Tens that were definitely coming to that show and she put this all together from the south like not everyone who was in that group showed up but they all kind of tried to contribute what they could for these ideas like she came she came up with this um I think probably the week after she won the show or like when having like won this contest, like she knew she was going to do this and she was brainstorming and she's like, before she even knew when the show was, she is, she started putting this together and she would like post the pictures and Luke and Andrew were banned from that page. Like we just didn't let them know what was going on. It was, it was pretty cool. And it's odd that, more tens were not in that group because I was expecting a lot more, but I guess like Jamie had just picked specific ones and it had been a very small group of tens, literally tens of tens.
0: Yeah. Well, way to represent (laughs) Southern tens, Dixie tens. I don't know. What are we calling? We don't call Dixie
3: tens. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah. I kind of lost my mind about the sweet tea thing because I was absolutely surprised that McAllister's wasn't nationwide.
0: I oh yeah, really what the hell is was? McAllisters, by the way?
3: Um, it is a deli. Um, yeah, you go up to the counter, you order your food, they bring your food to you. It's, I, I don't know. I just thought it was everywhere. It's known for its sweet tea and giant cookies, which Luke is had it, at least the cookie.
0: Is it like a like a deli meat and cheese sandwiches and then some stuff off the grill, or is it like more of a cafeteria or? It's like uh, a
3: deli and some stuff off the grill and a lot of like specialty salads that are filled with like high caloric dressings. Like it's not a diet place and it's just filled with love. I mean they're known for sandwiches and deli foods and salads and you know you have your fruits and things. It's very I, southern, I guess. I, I mean, obviously US.
0: just need to go. I've never really explored the south. I guess this is just going to have to <laughs> Um okay, so the, the charity stuff was really really amazing. Uh, and then we had your mention on there. What else from that day sticks out for you as something that you want to highlight?
3: Um, I really want to say like, I believe it was Quay her interview. Um, it was shorter on the show that was aired or was it quite, it wasn't quite, I'm not sure. Um, the, the poop story, was a lot more elaborate and a lot more amazing than you can ever imagine, <laughs> and I loved it so much. Um, I don't know that whole that whole evening seemed surreal, especially Luke and Andrew. Andrew, of course, dealing with like where is the recording equipment going to go, and Luke entertaining the tins in a completely separate living room in this like house, and there was a whole room filled with. 10 stuff, like all of the TBTL-a-thon stuff was in one room. And so it was a room full of 10s with Luke in there being Luke and entertaining us all and being just as witty as normal. is pretty amazing.
0: Well, we all have our 10 shrines, don't we? Yeah.
3: I mean, we all have them, but none as elaborate and as amazing as Jamie's because hers is mixed in with music that she loves as well. So it was oh, so cool. Wow. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I think we're all officially jealous that you went and we didn't. I mean, I think almost everyone who will hear this wasn't able to go. But to be fair, uh, we end up doing stuff in other parts of the country fairly often. Now I just need to get the guys to come to Buffalo or Boston, and I would be happy to. I feed feel them like Boston, whatever.
3: Yeah, Boston can be a place that they definitely should be able to make it to. I never thought they'd come to the South, and the fact they still haven't made to Memphis. And yeah. Andrew apologized. He said that he's going to do it over a weekend. I was like you're trying to make me feel better i know it's okay <laughs>
0: i'd fly to memphis for a weekend if i had a weekend it's, I think it's probably a to... perfectly yeah, perfectly comfortable alaska airlines flight from seattle to memphis <laughs> and back
3: oh sure sure we have alaska airlines coming here
0: <laughs> okay that's just well they can fly somewhere nearby and then rent a car and have a whole disaster and drive it and, you know, yeah they'll be fine <laughs> uh anything else from the live show I don't want to run too long because, you know, we'll yeah. have to go back to reality and recap the rest of the, the boring, not oh, as yeah. interesting week well, of Luke I, getting back on his grind.
3: I'm trying to make it like a hot dog story, I guess. But no, I, I really wish I could. I hope I represented how amazing it was to be in that group of people. And I really do feel like this was one of the best shows I've seen in a long time where the live event really did represent what TBTL is about.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Before I let you go I just want to plug something completely different which is that as you know Friday's show was our summer songs show and it's going to be next week so people hearing this right now I shouldn't have said next week that's only going to confuse things right now. amy is taking your submissions for earbuds and earworms for your summer songs and if you heard our friday show already you know the requirements for what makes a summer song are different for every person and we are not here to judge what they are
3: yeah we're loosey-goosey just have all the songs in by this thursday july 5th preferably 6 p.m central time if you know what time is because time's confusing (laughs)
0: let's not talk about time zones right now (laughs) okay um Give your pitch for Earbuds and Earworms for anyone who might not be listening yet. Because we tell people to listen all the time. But if they don't know it, you know.
3: Okay. Well, it's a music show for people who find all songs considered too hard to listen to. And it's a very inviting, friendly show where we're not trying to talk over people's heads. But we are trying to give some tidbits and introduce new music from all different eras and genres.
0: Yeah. So, all songs considered, but friendlier. not overeducated English majors trying to run a radio network. Got it.
3: It's one person who doesn't know music and one person who knows a lot of music.
0: Yeah. Your co-host Mitchell uh, is beyond being Mike's man crush. um, (laughs) Really just a phenomenal co-host and a really smart, friendly guy and, uh, he's been a great addition to the show. It's been a little while now and he's settled in quite nicely.
3: Mm-hmm. He's amazing. Uh, just listen to him for Mi- Just listen to the show for Mitchell. Cause he is absolutely enthralling to listen to uh,
0: listen for Amy as well. <laughs> Go subscribe. And we're going to get back to the week. Amy, thanks for popping on with us next time. We'll get you in for a full episode.
3: Thank you so much.
0: I don't know about you guys, but I've never been more jealous of a trip to Mississippi. I also think it's the only time I've ever been jealous of a trip to Mississippi.
2: It sounded amazing. Everything about it sounded perfect. I'm so jealous.
1: Yeah. Real southern hospitality. Yeah. I really do want to hear more about that chicken drawer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. I how do you I want to buy out a chicken restaurant? <laughs> Just go in and be like, "Give me all your chicken. It's okay. I've got a drawer."
1: <laughs> Listening to this, I was like, "Boy, it certainly does sound like the right person." won the contest. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better setup.
2: the setup sounded incredible and I was so blown away by how thoughtful and sweet she was about everything and all the things that they thought of to to give to Luke and Andrew and how charitable and awesome and sweet that was. It was just right. I was just blown away.
1: Yep. Yeah. Even yeah. before uh Amy confirmed it, you knew that Jamie had to have started putting that together the day after being awarded the the win on that because that wasn't something that you throw together in the last couple of weeks that was clearly so much work that she did
0: uh do you think jamie who i think might be an LIB listener so hi jamie we're going to talk about you for a second do you think that jamie knew the minute she won that everybody else who was trying to win that contest hated her and so she just had to (laughs) overwhelm them with southern hospitality (laughs)
2: Well, if that's the case, it absolutely worked. Yep.
0: Yeah. yep. So, well done, congratulations, Jamie, and and way to put on such a a great thing. Oh, the charitable stuff just killed I know. me. I mean, I it's
1: it's really the closest I've come to crying during an episode of TBTL in a long time. Yeah. Yep. And so. we might not go through the episode point by point, but we cannot let it go without the amazing mic drop hospitality burn of them generously telling Luke that they're going to accept his lame explanation Ugh. for the middle-aged momish stuff. So I laughed out loud. It was so perfect. They put him in his place so hard in such an
2: incredibly charming way. I love that somebody said that to his face. Mm-hmm. You know, before it was out of memory too far that they confronted him mm-hmm. to his face about it in such a sweet southern way it was just perfect
0: as a middle upper middle class white male age 18 to 39 i will just say um i am loving my middle-aged momish 10 mug which i'm drinking out of right now if there was a silver lining to any of this for me as someone who was not marginalized in any way um it's that i got a mug i
2: got i got one too i got the larger version and i drink i've been drinking tea out of it all week to soothe my poor
0: throat I get the larger one too because I figured it would be a nice addition to the complement of my mugs. I have plenty of normal sized mugs, but I feel like middle aged momish tents bring it, you know, larger.
2: Yeah, and of I course. bet you could put like half a glass of, or half a bottle of rose in there. <laughs> <laughs> you bet that you could? I don't know. I've been sick. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So uh, thank you for that. We do have a throw your phone from Monday from listener crit uh, that is applicable and I will read it now. It's hug your phone exclamation point. Don't be fooled though. Crit always brings the heat and Mm -hmm. there's no exception Mm -hmm. here. Hug your phone. Apparently I was cutting onions this morning while listening to the live show from listener Jamie's house. Her and her friend's generosity to the guys and the community was unbelievable. The only thing more unbelievable was Luke and Andrew's continuing belief that the hitchhiking adventure saved APM money. <laughs> Apparently, all their accommodations and food during the week was free, even though Luke ate two meals at every sitting.
1: Good point. I
2: love it that Crit gets two birds in two sentences. <laughs> Burn efficiency from Crit.
0: Uh, I think, beyond yeah, on this, we just have to say, if, if you... If you're selective about your episodes of TBTL, and we know some LRB listeners are because it's a lot in a week, uh, the Monday show is a must listen. Oh, yeah. Like, just mm-hmm. go go back and listen to it. It's you're so really, good. it's worth it.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, but can we please talk for a minute about how the, the story where Andrew said he rubbed his deodorant on his face on his instead face. of his
2: sunscreen? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. This, I. I have a confession to make. I did that one time when I was in, I don't know, first grade because it was I was in school still. I think it was the very end of the year and I sweat a lot on my face and I was embarrassed about it. But I was like six, so I didn't know what to do. But you did um, it on I purpose. Like, I did it on purpose. But is that worse? No, well, you
0: were also six. <laughs> yeah. Versus Andrew, who's a grown ass man. <laughs> That's just a. That could have been a scene from a movie, like that could have been a a Chevy Chase scene in uh, a sixth or seventh sequel to to National Vacation or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like reaching into the bag and grabbing the wrong one and really lathering it on. Oh, Oh, Andrew! Andrew.
1: (laughs) All right, Tuesday, number twenty six seventy, high octane BS. Uh, We're back, back in business, back to regular life. Luke is in Illinois to do his CBS segment on monster truck school. Um, Let's see up at the top of the episode. um, I think it's worth mentioning that he says he's been listening to the APM podcast in the dark and it's amazing. And I agree with that. I would like to make this a plug for anybody who's not listening to in the dark. It is probably the best investigative crime Podcast that I've ever heard, I think it it's so much better than serial ever could be, so I highly highly recommend uh, people uh take a listen to that because it's about much more than just one particular horrifying miscarriage of justice it's about southern racism and the power of the district Attorney, and how all these things come together and make for just a head shakingly unbelievable experience. Um, Anyway, happy topic, but an excellent podcast. Um, They talk a little bit about the afterglow of the live show and the hitchhiking thing and how they feel like changed men. Andrew feels like a changed man because of his hitchhiking experience to the extent that vives made a comment that she wants to go on vacation in tunisia and instead of him being like well have fun he said sounds good like he's actually um willing to consider going to um a country that is very close to a region of the world that is completely war-torn right now in- um Tunisia is not that close to Syria but it's a little too close for my comfort Andrew yeah
0: I do think his art skills on that whiteboard while they were hitchhiking could come in handy because (laughs) protest signs are all the rage in Tunisia these days
1: right I this it's not an area of the world I think that's high on my list of places to go it's pretty close to egypt i don't know exactly what the political situation is there right now i mean i might just pick somewhere else to go first and come it's back also to really Tunisia. close
2: to italy though like it's a <laughs> hip, sc- hip scop and a jump yep that's what it is uh it's just it's you know just across the little sea there from from italy mm-hmm. i bet it's beautiful um but it's surprising to me that andrew would want to uh come out of his his hidey hole and and do something that crazy
1: you know, it does seem kind of like zero to 100, doesn't it? hmm mm-hmm. I mean, maybe you could start with
2: Amsterdam <laughs> before you go to... Yeah, don't backpack through North Korea right away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, those people are just dumb. <laughs>
1: Anybody that goes to North Korea of their own volition these days, yep. I'm not going to victim blame, but... You get what you get. You should have made better choices. (laughs) You kind of did victim blame a little bit, but that's okay. I did. I did. But (laughs) I figure if you don't know that that's a possibility, then there's nothing I can do for you. Um, Anyway, so... I just like, and you shouldn't have worn a skirt that short when you were backpacking through (laughs) North Korea. (laughs) Listen, all the evil dictating is done by the dictator. I don't blame anybody else for the dictating. (laughs) Uh, So they feel like they're better travelers. They feel like they're more grateful people because of their experience on the road. Um, I was thinking about this hitchhiking breakdown. So it was like a 14-hour journey, right? And they spent nine hours on a bus. They spent maybe four hours hitchhiking, and they spent like six hours, seven hours, eight hours in a car. So I don't feel like they should be really proud of that hitchhiking ratio.
2: This is more of a planes, trains, and automobiles situation.
1: Yeah. If we stop characterizing it as a hitchhiking thing, then I can get much more on board yeah. with what they did, mm-hmm. which was more of a yeah problem solving in the middle of nowhere kind of deal for them and of course they're feeling very good because of all the love they've gotten this weekend um that's great uh so many nice tributes coming in on the stens page i'm sure they were getting emails and voicemails and just remember that guys how much this community loves you and how much you love them and maybe make a little more effort sometimes (laughs) Show your wife that you're still invested in this relationship. (laughs) And not just... You never give up hope, do you? (laughs) I know.
0: Let's just, you know, for whatever our standards are, and we are particularly picky. We listen to this show closer than most people. I was uh, surprised and delighted by the number of people announcing that they were first-time donors on Mm -hmm. the Stens page. And how many people are joining the Stens page, So. I'm a Stens page admin mainly to ease in the whoring out of our show on the Stens page, but um, I also try to keep up helping with the approvals of new people. And when people join, they have to answer one question in the questionnaire, and that is paint your bald spot.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's amazing seeing all these people come in, having their own witty answers to that, wanting to engage in the community. It's like they've found an oasis in the desert of podcasts. They found suddenly there's a group of a couple thousand people who think exactly like they do about TBTL and they're just so happy to be here. Uh, it's been fun watching those and it's really picked up the last couple of weeks because the guys have mentioned the page more and with the TBTL-a-thon. So my my heart's actually warmed a little bit about that. Now let's, let's, not confuse that with thinking that the guys are doing a better job than they were a couple of weeks ago. Just.
2: <laughs> or that the Stens page is any less of a dumpster fire. than <laughs> Well, usually. that's
1: true too. And people are in to learn that lesson, but yep. you know, I whatever. commend new listeners to the show because I feel like it is not a low barrier to entry these days because of the inside jokes and the recursive topics and everything. So if you can have new people come on board and, figure out the language and the culture and get involved. That's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm proud of you guys. And we buried that message a good 20 minutes
0: into our show. So if you've made it this far, welcome,
1: (laughs) (laughs) come to the picnic. Let me give you a beer. Let's go to the top story. Uh, Luke drove a monster truck. Um, is there more to say about it than that? I guess. Um, He went a little too hard on his first go around and crashed the truck and then got scared, as is a normal human reaction, Luke. But then because of his ego and his need to appear like a cool guy, a phrase he used like 800 times Mm -hmm. in front of the monster truck people, uh, led him to continue to do this, even though he was scared out of his mind, which I would say is not necessarily a normal reaction
2: yeah it it he wanted to be the best reporter you know like i'm sure these guys get this sometimes and they're like oh this this again you know these uh indoor types coming to 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 drive a a monster truck um but luke wanted to be the coolest and the best which doesn't surprise me even a little bit but his design once you have something kind of scary like that and you get that reaction i've had that um during my my yearly ski trip last year i fell several times (laughs) like so many times um Cause it was icy and I'm bad at skiing. And after, I don't know the 20th, I started to feel this like gut fear reaction and I stopped. I went to the, I went into the lounge and had some hot chocolate and I was like, I need to take a break from skiing. Like that's the react. That's the response. When you feel that like bodily yep. harm, fear coming in is like, you stop and you take a break. Like you get,
1: you develop like an inner flinch mm-hmm. that just makes you unable to
2: really embrace anything for a while. And that's got to be some sort of self-preservation instinct, right? Like, this is dangerous. <laughs> Quit doing do this, it you dummy. Why did you, <laughs> why did you strap these slippery things to your feet and then slide down a mountain? That's dumb.
1: Um, from Luke's description of all this, it just really confirmed for me that I have no desire to ever drive a monster truck. Mm-mm. It sounds terrible.
0: <laughs> you know, Luke exists at the intersection of vanity and insecurity, and he really embraced it. That's all. <laughs> All right, I really, well, I thought this was, uh, I thought this was great. I think that his uh, sheepish nervousness overcome will probably make for a really good segment. And uh,
1: I would totally drive a monster truck. I'd be shitting myself, but I would do it. Well, I agree. I think it'll make a good segment and we should watch for that sometime in 2020 mm-hmm. on CBS <laughs> Sunday morning.
0: <laughs> it's going to be really weird when they
1: make him go back to Puerto Rico to drive a monster truck. It's all going to come together. <laughs> Um, let's see. Emails and mails were kind of a hot mess today. I really wasn't sure what was going on, but the upshot was that hot dogs from hot dog cannons are very much edible to which I say, of course they are. Um, and an email from Nathan in St. Louis, who is apparently upset that they talked about St. Louis, but they never mentioned him because of the interview that they did with him a way long time ago about his competitive, roller skating and I remember that episode it was when I i don't remember if I was new to TBTL or if I had started time banditing, but it was one of the first episodes that I heard was them talking to Nathan about the whole deal with competitive roller skating and I was really charmed by the way that Luke and Jen talked to him because here's the thing that's kind of weird and I'm sure people take a lot of shit for doing it and Men in particular take a lot of shit for doing it. And Luke and Jen could not have been kinder and were so interested and asked him really kind of honest and interesting questions and seemed to have a good time talking to him. And I thought, wow, these are just really nice, inclusive people. I'm really enjoying listening to them interact with this person. So, Mm -hmm. of course, Luke remembered Nathan from however many years ago, but uh, I, I don't think that Nathan has a lot of merit to his complaint, that they didn't remember it was St. Louis, so. But welcome back to the show, Nathan.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It was one of my favorite episodes. We should have not mentioned him, just, just to <laughs> neg him, well, just cause as we,
2: Luke would say. We like to get more emails, so. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> and that'll do it for me for Tuesday.
2: Okay, let's go to Wednesday, 2671. I have five hot dogs, and I wouldn't not eat one of them. Uh, Luke starts out the show talking about uh, his, his diet disaster from the hitchhiking week. Um, Essentially his fecalist was in jail so he could eat whatever he wanted. Um, He, he kind of went hard on the meals as mentioned previously, he basically had two meals at every single meal. (laughs) And he, he's really hot or cold on this, right? Like he's either totally on his grind or he is just in full glutton mode. Um, And he, he does a little bit of pontificating on this and, and comes to the conclusion that maybe if he could let himself just have a thing that he wants, like a sandwich, he wouldn't have to eat, you know, four different things that aren't quite sandwiches. Um, Right. And maybe deprivation isn't the key to healthy eating. Um, Well,
1: any nutritionist will tell you that dietitian, nutritionist, therapist, that um, restrictive dieting leads to binging.
2: Yeah. Clearly, clearly. Right. I mean, we've seen that with Luke so many times over and Mm -hmm. over and over. He does this. Um, And he does know this on some level. I think that that depriving himself is a bad idea, but he still does it because he gets results from it. Um, And then it's just this yo-yo thing over and over Mm -hmm. and over. It's Uh, so much easier to have
1: a set of hard and fast rules than to try and make like reasonable decisions in the moment when your emotions are telling you they want something different.
2: And it's a lot more complicated than just like, oh, this is what I should eat. So I'm going to eat it. Right. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) if it was that easy, nobody would have problems with food. (laughs) Um, So I'm I'm not going to judge him too harshly for this, but I sort of rolled my eyes a bit (laughs) uh, despite myself. Um, Andrew is really stressing out about editing the hot dog show. Um, It sounds like he's been burning the candle at both ends, you know, getting home from this crazy trip and then having to put this show together that's going to be on um, public radio stations across the country. And uh, I I was really surprised that Luke actually offered to lighten the load for him a little bit, which is something I I don't know if I've heard him do before. (laughs) I actually laughed. I was like, yeah, (laughs) what are you going to (laughs) do? What are you going to (laughs) do?
0: Well, I mean, this, Anne, you jumped in on the music show and cut down all the song clips for me i mean we had a real team effort there uh on the other hand i don't think luke would
1: know where to start right and he has 14 other things to do and it would come in um two hours after andrew really really needed it
2: Mm -hmm. yeah and all the clips would be edited not to andrew's standards right like luke never edits clips very well right at least not to where andrew's happy with them
1: Oh my God! We'd have another six months of discussions about ring outs on the beginning of audio
2: clips. (laughs) Yep. Let's just let Andrew do it. Ding. Um, Luke tells a long. I'm. I'm really sorry. I was so bored during the Skyjinx woo story. Um, Luke, you know, it's another one of his. I almost missed a plane. It wasn't actually my fault. Running through the airport. Blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Getting angry at a bro. Go ahead. I'll chime in just to say, uh, yeah, the places that are smaller and less busy, the staff tend to be bored and therefore channel it through their interactions with the people they do see. When we go to Canada, if we go through the borders right here in Buffalo, it's easy. But when I was a kid, we would go over one of the small bridges in upstate New York where we might be the first car that the Border Patrol people had seen in two or three hours. And they would go through like the entire 60 question checklist of stuff we're not supposed to have in the car just because they're bored out of their minds.
2: Yeah, the, the airport in Grand Rapids where where I was born is pretty small. It, it is an international airport now, but it's still very small. And um, the security lines tend to be short and personal. Um, and a couple of Christmases ago, I went, my sister gave me this cute little, as part of my gift, it was like a adorable little mason jar full of um, the stuff you need to add to hot buttered rum, because I was on a hot buttered rum kick. And uh, so it was like, butter and cinnamon and sugar and whatever all layered in a pretty jar and the people made me take it out of my bag and open it and taste it (laughs) to make sure that there wasn't I don't know drugs or alcohol or something I was like it's butter and sugar it's a gift from my sister but they they were so bored that I had to take it there was not even liquid in it it wasn't rum you know it was just the the spices and stuff Uh, so I was like wow you guys really don't have a lot to do do you
0: and you were like little do you know I love the taste of cocaine
2: (laughs) jokes on them um our top story for today is uh the restoration of this uh wooden figure of saint george in estella spain and it went badly and it, it did the, I, I saw a picture of it and it looks really cartoonish and stupid um i didn't read the article but the the guys report that they hired basically an art teacher to do this so i mean you kind of get what you pay for in these situations Mm-hmm. Um and, and Luke sort of comes out as anti-art restoration, which seems like a, <laughs> an interesting position to take. He's like, if things are old, they can just look old. That's fine. Like I'm sure every art restorer in the world is like, ah, uh, well, okay, then they're just going to be lost to history forever, and that's kind of not. That's not exactly what we always want. Um, this was probably not the best way to go about it, but I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna side with Luke on this one. <laughs> which one of them was it that was like? I do not think it looks that bad. I think Andrew's... <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. It did look bad. It looked like a child's it drawing. terrible. Yeah.
0: This looks like an example of when somebody gets schooled on Antiques Roadshow.
2: Of they think that it's worth a lot and...
0: Right. So they've touched it up with paint in their garage and then brought it in and
1: oh, they like get Oh, like they're not going to
2: notice. Ugh. <laughs> Horrible. And they're
1: like, if you just left it alone... It would be worth $40,000, but now it's worth four. Right, Right.
2: Um, we get an email from listener Anne um, talking about a hot dog cannon in a stadium that shoots basically uh, some sort of other object at you that you can exchange for a hot dog at a concession stand. And that makes so much more sense to me than shooting really actual does. food through the air.
0: <laughs> but, but shooting a, a hot dog shaped stress ball or whatever or dog chew toy does not satisfy the immediate desire of, like, earning your keep.
2: True, true. But it's potentially less hazardous. It's potentially less, you know, there's less risk of raining relish down upon the crowd, right? Um, I just
0: want to note that Sam walked in, heard me say that line about shooting something that isn't a hot dog from the can and not satisfying (laughs) your immediate needs, made a face at me, took her laptop, and is now walking away.
2: (laughs) long-suffering 11 that one um we get another email about um why SOBs which we learn is sexually oriented businesses operate by airports a lot of the times um and I I I didn't record the whole story but I was just sort of blown away that strippers have the ability to make zoning laws interesting because that was actually (laughs) kind of cool it was interesting and that's Wednesday
0: that's uh it's a code enforcement conference yeah
2: right (laughs) exactly
0: oh wait i have a note for wednesday uh i can't remember i think it was was it on one of the vehicles that one of them saw that that there was a bumper sticker that said america love it or leave it
2: oh right yeah andrew was talking about sort of this uh conservative vibe that he was getting
0: Right. I had the idea for a new TV. I, this is almost like a Mike's ideas, except that mine's going to be quick and I think actually pretty good. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a new TV show for HDTV called America, Love It or List It. Okay. Where uh, we just try to uh, create the most uh, patriotic America we can. And then at the end of the show, you decide if you want to uh, vote Republican or move to Canada.
2: <laughs> i'll move yeah
0: it's kind of an uphill battle Decision but made. there are always
2: twists and turns sure <laughs> so this is like a civilization five meets hgtv yeah. okay cool yeah I think how I long of a show is
1: it this. 22 minutes is that 18, what i have to decide
0: no, uh, eight years
1: oh okay oh. two presidential terms no bobby no don't say things like that Well, that's
0: the halfway, you know, peak is what happens at four. Oh, okay. That's where we (laughs) cut to the extra long commercial break. Right. Things could really swing back the other way uh, if, you know, shit changes. I
2: think if there was was more political drama in my life, I would die. I can't handle this. (laughs) I guess we could make it a
0: four-year show and save the eight years for, like, special, very special editions. For the movie.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs)
0: So anyway, I'm still workshopping. It's just I, I'm going to work backwards from the title, like Mike always taught me. But right. oh, I think uh, you got uh, something uh,
1: there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Not sure what channel it would be on. Oh, I think.
0: Well, it would either be HDTV. Well, I mean, obviously, the USA Network can't have it because they, there would be a
1: bias. Right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Seems like something well, the History Channel would would produce and air. Well, yeah,
0: we're going to bring back Nazi aliens at yeah. some point, so. Yeah.
1: Well, let's go to Thursday, number 2672. Whoa, ties. Andrew starts this episode by kind of freaking out because he finished the hot dog show, sent it off to APM, and then half an hour later, they're like, well, we uploaded it to all the places it needs to be uploaded. So any station in the country can get their hands on it now. And he's like, but wait, didn't you check my work? What if, what if I did something terrible in the middle of it? You know, what if I put in a diatribe about how much I love Hitler in the middle (laughs) of the hot dog show? (laughs) And they, they have kind of a, a, like a missed um, understanding because Luke thinks that Andrew's upset because nobody's checking it in case he made a mistake. And he's like, no, 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 no. I didn't make a mistake. I could have done something bad. Like beatbox. Right? <laughs> I kind of felt that way when I started at the University of Minnesota because in my retail life, I had a boss who was incredibly micromanaging. Which makes sense because it was his small business and everything that happened directly impacted his financial health and then i went to the university and i would like turn in a set of numbers or something and they'd be like okay and i think don't you want to look at it or check yeah. it or you know verify that i wasn't a moron
2: at some I, point i and had like, that no. too early on in my career because i had some imposter syndrome for sure i was like mm-hmm. well here's the, here are these statistical results but i probably did it 100 percent wrong um so why don't you read it and then come yell at me um and and that never happened. And they trusted me, and I started just doing my own work and sending it to journals and stuff. And, and, and I, it doesn't freak me out anymore, um, but I definitely had that feeling of like, wait, you're just going to believe me? You're just going <laughs> to trust me here? That's yeah. stupid, but okay. I don't, I don't get
1: graded on yeah. this yeah. project. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, knowing Andrew, I'm sure it's wonderful. Of course, Unless he they did something... Yeah, unless he did something really boneheaded at four in the morning, but I'm sure he like listened and re-listened and re-re-listened to it before he sent it in. So it's gonna Sounds be a great like he show. He
2: waited to get high until after he turned it in. <laughs> Spoiler alert!
1: I thought the timing of that was a little bit weird, but yeah, we can talk about too. that later. <laughs> um, I'm trying not to nitpick on them, but we have to stop for a minute here and talk about Jurassic Park. Because, once again, Luke goes to the reference of Clever Girl. Blah. And then he wants to talk about it. And he completely misidentifies the character that said it. It was not a bad guy, even though he did have a British accent. He was, like, <laughs> the head gamekeeper, warden at Jurassic Park. His responsibility was to keep the animals under control. So, um I guess a bad
2: guy. (laughs) Well, (laughs) not good at his job at least.
1: Well, Ah. I think there was sort of some unintended consequences Mm -hmm. that uh, came from that. And he did die. Spoiler alert, (laughs) trying to get them back under control. But um, I can understand misreferencing a movie, but if you're going to use it as a touchstone over and over and over and over, Luke, I'm going to need you to get it right because you're just going to irritate me every time. Um, and things that irritated Luke, he forgot to turn off the swimming pool heater before he went on a road <laughs> on the road oh trip. Oh, my God. So um, so he was debating with DFTB whether they were going to use it. And he was like, ah, but it's kind of a cold day. And David was like, oh, it's warm enough. Trust me. And I was a little confused because they said it was 100 degrees which is not that hot for a hot tub. Um, In fact, he (laughs) described it as a tepid hot tub, but then he said that they had to keep getting out after a few minutes to cool down. So I don't know exactly what to believe on all of this, but suffice it to say he's going to get a shock when his uh, gas bill or whatever comes in at the end of the month. But those, a hot tub and a
0: pool are two very different things. You're not exerting yourself in a hot tub the way you exert yourself in a pool, unless it's a, like a weird Cinemax movie. <laughs> so, like, it, you know, you're swimming around and the water's not cooling you off. I could see trying to do laps in a hundred degree pool being pretty
2: miserable. That sounds kind of uncomfortable. Yeah.
1: yeah. I don't think that Luke is really doing laps in his pool, though.
2: No, he's, he's floating in it and getting drunk. It doesn't matter what the temperature of the water is. Exactly.
1: Right, I think it would be really nice if it was like a cold and dreary day to go yeah. out and get in a warm swimming pool. But
2: I, I had the same dread about his, his upcoming electric bill. It's mm-hmm. going to be terrible. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll get to hear about it.
1: By It'll all accounts, it was a
0: successful tptl a so.
1: <laughs> Crank Better it up. <laughs> Um, then there was a really, 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 really long story about how Luke went on a quest for these low carb chips that someone in his low carb, I don't know, club was raving about and how he went to like four different places and ended up going to GNC. I have not set foot at a GNC in probably 20 years, but I don't think it's going to be a place where I buy food. Yeah, they just have weird. Um,
2: they have like weird non-snacks, you know, just like quote-unquote healthy dupes of regular snacks, and then just tons and tons of vitamins and weird supplements. Yeah, I
1: I just feel like any food item sold in a GNC would be so full of chemicals, because it's kind of mm-hmm. their thing. Um, but the upshot of all this is that it led to another uncomfortable social interaction for him, uh, where he was going to buy these chips at the GNC and the guy asked for his phone number. And so he gave a fake phone number and then the guy wanted his email address. And so Luke gave him his TBTL email address. No wonder he doesn't read our emails because he's using his TBTL email account as his junk yep. account. <laughs> um, I wanted to throw my phone across the room, but it's brand new. And so I can't do that. But the idea that retail sales staff is personally invested Ugh. in whether Luke gives them his information is crazy. Andrew had the right of it in this, totally. They, and usually they try not to even give you the choice. They just start the transaction by saying, and your phone number? Right. And you just say, oh, no, thank you. And they say, okay, and they move on.
2: Yeah, it's I always all say you no, have to do. and it's always been fine, and I kind of erred more toward the Andrew side of things where I want to avoid any sort of conflict or perceived conflict, Um but this is something where, you know, I, I, I'm so protective about my email um and not signing myself up for spam and my cell phone because I get plenty of junk calls as it is that I just mm-hmm. say no, like, uh, I started out kind of easing into it by saying, well, do I have to, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> and they would say no, of course. And then I was like, well, why would I have to? That's crazy. So I just start started saying no, and it's worked. It's fine. Right. I, from my
1: perspective as a person who had to ask for customer info, we were a little bit better about it. We don't just start right off the top of the bat, but I would get to the point in the sale where I have rung up all their items, and then I would say, are you in our customer database? And they would say yes. And I would say, oh sure. Okay. What's your last name? We put it in. Or they say, I don't know. And you say, oh, let's let's check. What's your last name? We put it in. Or they say no. And I say, would you like to be? And they say no. And I'm like, okay, let's move on. It's not yeah. that big of a deal. Like I do 50 sales in a shift. It does not matter to me if you don't want to be on our mailing list. I think I, I, I try not to be the guy who repeats the things
0: that I say in the chat. But when you said that, my immediate reaction was the GNC cashier's main thought going through his head right now is, oh, man, it's leg day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he doesn't give a shit about Luke. Nope. Sure doesn't. No. <laughs> the other thing that about this um, story that I was kind of sad that he didn't go into more because he got sucked into this email phone thing was that he was describing how the guy in line in front of him was getting the hard sell for the GNC Gold 75K membership. And he was dreading. it was like, oh, God, he's going to want me to sign up for this thing, and then I'm going to have to say no. And the guy was only like, hey, do you want to get a GNC membership? And Luke said no. And then the guy was like, okay, and moved on. (laughs) So clearly not that interested in having Luke be a part of that club. Or maybe he used up all his sales power on the guy in front of Luke. And he's like, oh, God, I can't go through this spiel again.
0: Like Jay.
1: Yeah, like Jay. Luke got his chips. The chips are amazing. Bobby, are you going to try these amazing chips? I want to. As as I think the
0: leading snacker on the show, I... On one hand, I really want to try the chips. On the other hand, I really don't want to go to GNC.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, you could take Luke's endorsement and just get the um, pack off of Amazon.
0: Well, I was looking at them right now on GNC's website. It's like 18 bucks for eight what look to be individual portion bags of these chips. Um, I'll report back. There's a GNC right down the street. I should go buy. Well, and mainly because I should get one of each If I'm going to buy more than one bag, I'm at least getting a variety. I appreciate what Luke did there because you got to try them. But we said what his favorite was the sour cream and onion, I think. Mm -hmm. For science. On a future episode, I will. It's been just too hot to think about right now. But I will go get a bag of these chips that appear to be some weird combination of whey protein and freeze dried potato crumbs. And I will try them.
2: There is a chip dupe that i like a lot um and i i only discovered them because they were at i think they were at whole foods and they're called benitos and they're made of beans they're like tortilla chips and the best kind i think is the restaurant style white bean and they're like um they're pretty neutral flavored um but they're great like with salsa or um with you know making nachos out of them they're awesome and i now get them from amazon in a box of eight and i was nervous about that at first because i thought they would i would end up with a box full of of bean crumbs um but somehow they manage to they come through just fine um you know i guess they get shipped to the store in probably the same way and they make it alive there so um if you have fears about that i i would say don't don't let that stop you
0: we will put a a referral link that brings us pennies on your purchase for benitos yes. in the uh in the show notes
1: that is some good go. thinking
0: well you know we got to We got to make all that money somehow. Uh,
1: We can't just sell mugs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Top story of the day is that Buzz Aldrin's children are trying to get his money by claiming that he has dementia. Luke says Exhibit A is this crazy outfit that he is wearing in a picture. I say if you are one of 12 people to walk on the moon, you can wear any fucking
2: thing you want to. He's always been a little eccentric. This is not a surprise at all. Mm -hmm. I think he's a delight. yeah, uh, Luke referenced the uh, Stars and Stripes
1: tie that he had on that picture. I just did a quick Google image search, and he wears that tie all the time. All the time. Yep. Yep. So I, I don't, I mean, I don't even know how it's really even a story. He can wear what he wants to wear. He's always been kind of a kook. And um, Look, let's
2: just be glad he's wearing
1: clothes at all. <laughs> Andrew made the point that sounds like my last date. <laughs> Andrew made the point that as men get older, they often tend to, quote, embrace flair, unquote. (laughs) And that is very much a true thing. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it's because they've gotten past the point where they're trying to attract ladies. And they're like, screw it. I'm going to wear what I want to. I'm going to wear those suspenders.
2: I feel like men don't have as many opportunities to kind of be creative with their clothing. So, you know, good for him, I think. This is great. Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
0: a uniform Uh, I think this has been established jeans, flannel shirt, three seasons of the year and then in the summer uh, shorts that hopefully aren't cargo shorts although I am wearing cargo shorts right now there is one bear in the rotation but you know solid colored shorts and a t-shirt or maybe I wore a polo shirt once last week but I really try not to be polo guy most of the time Uh, yeah there's not a lot of room for uh, embellishment yeah yeah.
1: I don't understand why people have a hate on for cargo shorts anyway. I don't see anything wrong with them. That's just being practical.
0: I think it's because usually when I see a guy walking around with cargo shorts on, his vaping stuff is in at least one of the side <laughs> pockets. And his
2: sunglasses are on the back of his neck. Yeah.
0: Yeah, right. Despite having the pocket. That's yeah. actually the primary reason I have a pair of cargo shorts is so that I have a place to put my sunglasses. Or my not sunglasses if I'm outside. It's the swap factor.
1: Sure. Yeah. I just think we should bring cargo pants back. I don't think that we right. should cede them to the bros. <laughs> 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 uh, let's see. Somewhere along the line in this discussion, they get into recognizing sports celebrities where they were talking about some guy who's not the Riddler who wears the dollar sign suit. I have no idea oh. who this person Matthew is. Yeah. Lesko. No. Yeah. Matt yeah. Let's yeah, go. He's famous. And whatever. Um. Not well, that not, famous, you're, apparently. <laughs> you're not
0: familiar about how Matthew Lesko, uh, he looks like Mo Rocca's sellout twin brother, mm-hmm. uh, is going to get you money from the
2: government? He screams yeah, no only clue. a little bit more than Mo Rocca does.
1: <laughs> uh, well, I, th- I think Luke was talking about how he saw him at the restaurant and Andrew congratulates him for recognizing him. And then there's a discussion about the suit. And then Andrew says that Luke is much better at recognizing celebrities than he is. And Luke goes into this whole rundown of all the sport ball players that he has recognized in the, in the wild. And he tells a very quick little story about some football player whose name he said like five times. And I was like, whatever, I don't care um, about how he went up to and said he was a big fan, but he needs to lay off the late hit penalties and I was like, Luke, you think you're so cool and that you should engage with sports and other celebrities, but you acted like every other dumb sports fan out there by approaching this guy and giving him, like, tips on his playing skills.
2: Stop it! This is decidedly not a cool guy move. No! This seems to violate Luke's whole, like, reason of being, right? Like his move should be to pretend that he's too cool to talk to them and ignore them. Right. Well, like, you know, obsessively staring at them out of the side of his eye.
1: Take a selfie as he's leaving. That's Mm -hmm. what you do. Right. Oh, I don't know. His whole thing about how I don't really care about celebrities and selfies and I'm totally on their level. It's just so transparent. Yeah. Um, and, of course, Andrew's like, how on earth do you know what they look like? They're wearing a football helmet all the time. And I'm like, good point, dude. Um, and then, boy, the end of this episode just totally fell apart because somehow they got into playing the I will take your butter clip, which is a Hall of Famer. I love it. Don't yeah, get yeah. me wrong. But then they had to play a longer version of that. And then that was a discussion about whether he was faking it or not, which led to him doing a clip about Paula Dean, which we didn't actually get to listen to, except for like the first five seconds, and then that took them to the Notice Me Senpai guy, and I was like, what are you guys doing? They've had this problem for a while, is that they can't seem to end the show very well. Mm -hmm. Like, even if they've got some good steam, and they've had some good conversations about Top Story or whatever, then they get to the last 15 or 20 minutes, and it's like they just don't want to hang up.
2: They have to let it die a slow, painful death they can't just you know rip they the really off. do
1: it's wrapping up is not Luke's strong <laughs> point <laughs> but uh yes, yeah, so the show just peters out and that's it
2: okay yeah well let's go to friday twenty six seventy three trying to make a difference um Andrew talks about his weekend plans I guess he's going to a baseball game and he's going to a party or two um uh the it was a Mariners game, correct? Yes. I assumed it yes. was baseball, and then I assumed it was the Mariners, and I wasn't paying that close <laughs> of attention, obviously. But it was a guys' night out night, which is absolutely the wrong place for Andrew to be. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> promo code guys. And also something about tank top night, and I had a really dark thought, which is, is it tank top night because they are also called wife beaters? That is a very dark thought. Yeah. And I was like, boy, I hope that's not it, because that's awful. Um, I mean, but isn't
1: isn't every night guys night by default? We just have to make a special night for women.
2: Well, ladies night at bars is also guys night because the ladies are only there as bait. Right. You know, it's not like it's no guys allowed. Just have fun and don't worry about it. Nobody does that. Um, Look,
0: I, I guess I feel like I should say something here um we're not guy bashing it's just really nice for us guys to be able to let our hair down and Mm -hmm. um gossip about you ladies Mm -hmm. and maybe experiment a little bit without all the judgment
1: sure (laughs) maybe be a little bit more emotionally available talk about your feelings
2: right and the place to do this is a baseball game Yeah. yeah uh you know comfortable environment for for men okay um, Luke's going to take a break from traveling he doesn't have any trips coming up uh, I for one am very grateful about this because I'm sick of hearing about his travel stories um, the top story that they've been punting uh, all week is that uh, salt is coming off the table at even not fancy restaurants um, because they're taking more pride in the way that they season their food I don't, I'm don't. i a salt fan, I'm probably on Luke's level in that way, I really love salty food and I will salt anything to death um, and uh, I, I kind of don't like it when other people get sanctimonious about how other people want to eat their food. If you want to put salt on your food, salt your food. You're the one eating it. I feel the same way about steaks. You know, if Luke wants to ruin his steak by having it medium well or well done, fine. Just don't make me eat it.
1: Right. I I mean, the underlying thought here is that everybody's palate is the same.
2: Right. And, and that that, the that's chef just knows so how, not true. Yeah. The chef knows how it's supposed to be seasoned and you have to eat it that way. No. Right.
1: The chef knows how it should be seasoned for his palate, not for everybody else's. Right.
0: I have to say, every time I go to TGI Fridays, they do nail my Jack Daniel's chicken sampler.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I feel like salt is the primary seasoning in most of their food, so I've never felt the need to to add salt there, but there are places I do.
0: Um, I've always wondered, how did salt and pepper become like the big two? There are thousands of spices, and I mean, I get that salt Salt is sort of in its own category because it's an enhancer, and there's probably not anything else that really does that the way salt does that, but...
2: I don't know. I feel like pepper enhances so many things. What What would you replace it with, though?
0: Why? I don't know about replace it, but like, uh, it's like when you go to a pizzeria and they have the red pepper flakes, uh-huh. mm-hmm. which is great because pepper's mm-hmm. not the same thing, right. so like... I would take ground like chili spice, basically ground pepper spice over peppercorn, Uh, dried garlic, you know, or or like a garlic salt Mm
2: -hmm. in that
0: case might be better because the garlic needs
1: something to activate it. I I just wonder how pepper got it so good. And is this a cultural thing, too? I mean, if I was to go travel in Asia, would there be salt and pepper on every table there? I would assume there is salt because I think you're right that salt is one of a kind. But
2: you'd have soy sauce, well, which is soy sauce, really have soy, salt.
1: right? But do they feel the same way about pepper there, or is it like a chili sauce or something instead? I don't know. I haven't done enough traveling in non-European places.
2: Sounds like we yeah, need a mystery solvers. Yeah, we do.
1: Let's
0: let's get the GoFundMe up. We're gonna let's fly. Let's let's go. I'll pitch uh,
2: the podcast miniseries. <laughs> I um, mean, if we
1: have to go to Thailand, we can... we'll ask Sean where we should go and he'll tell us he knows. Right. Are we white enough to get WBUR to pay for this? <laughs> oh, I think so. <laughs> well, just don't let Phyllis get involved. <laughs> Although she's the only one who actually works in the industry.
2: Right. Okay, okay. This is uh, getting weird. Um, Luke sorry. went to a place called um, uh, he's He uh, has been driving by it. For years and wondering if it's a drug front because he never saw anybody there um and he described an experience that once i went and looked at the yelp reviews and the google reviews was exactly what everyone else experiences when they go there um mm-hmm. it sounds like from the reviews that nobody knows how to run a restaurant and there's never any any more than one table there at a time it's silent and it's bright there's no ambience whatsoever um they don't know how to cook food. It sounds like it's pretty bland and boring. I hope they have salt on their tables. Um, the, the guy brings him, they advertise cocktails, but they don't know how to make a vodka soda, which is incredible. It sounds like he brought him maybe a half a shot of vodka and maybe a, like a little blast of soda with ice. Well, yeah. maybe not ice at first and then ice later. Like it's just, I've never had a crazier experience than that at a restaurant. That sounds insane. I'm surprised he sat through it.
1: I know there is a place like a hole in the wall Chinese place that my parents like to go to, and I wonder about that too. Although that's definitely a restaurant because they do cook there, but whenever we go, it's like we're the only people in the restaurant, and there are only a couple of like takeout or delivery orders while we're there. And I'm like, how on earth does this place stay in business?
2: That's not a good sign either for the Mm -hmm. restaurant if there's nobody else there. Luke tried to order a salad, and he was like, well, I have to make that. So no, you can't have a salad. (laughs) (laughs) And and so I I did a little bit of searching, and I found a Reddit thread that was like, I tried to eat at Siddiqui's and failed. Ask me anything. (laughs) Where they wouldn't even seat them because they were coming for lunch and it was going to take them too long. He's like, this is not a fast place. And they were like, "Okay, how long? And he's like, it's just not fast, which was basically just the owner saying, like, leave. I don't want to deal Uh with you. (laughs) So it sounds like they just actively turn people away. Uh, It's crazy. And they all kind of suspect that it's, you know, they're sitting on the real estate or they're just keeping it zoned commercial and they live upstairs. And so they just kind of have to have a restaurant that's sometimes open um that sort of weirdly ties in with the stripper story right
1: it's another being about zoning laws
2: Mm -hmm. yeah um and and luke describes it as if they just put a hippo in charge of a restaurant and like (laughs) of course you're not going to do a good job you're a hippo (laughs) that's a fun image um next up was the story of this quote-unquote rapper slash eco warrior named uh um which i just can't uh, is that supposed to be like jeffrey
0: i uh, sure hope I'm not sure
2: i don't know Ugh. Uh, and he he did this stunt where he is was just wearing his underwear and shoes and uh, uh, on a sign over the the 110 in la stopping traffic um in the name of environmentalism which just seems so counterproductive i mean how many cars were idling Just letting Mm -hmm. off fumes that whole time because he wanted people to think about the environment? I just think it's the wrong way to
1: get your message out on that one. Yeah. I don't know. Whenever I see something like that, I always think about the people who are in traffic. I mean, what if there's somebody who's on their way to family court who's trying to get their kid back who's now going to miss their court date or what if there's somebody who's been laid off for so long and they finally got a job interview and now they're going to miss it because of this it's just really playing with other people's lives for a stunt in a way that's really gross
2: yeah and traffic is already wretched there um so this this I, i was not luke seemed kind of impressed with his whole stunt um you know, with the caveat that it doesn't make it okay to ruin everyone's morning, but I think that kind of overshadows the whole thing. Plus, the song Mm -hmm. was kind of dumb. Oh, it was was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We get an email from listener Jeff talking about how he... (laughs) It was going back to their posters on their bedroom wall discussion. Oh, right, like Like you
1: have a Lamborghini because... You're like, That's well, the car I'm that like have. Have. have
2: to have a Lamborghini poster. And so Jeff was trying to play it straight, and he's like, well, here's a 1994 Chrysler Sebring convertible. I'll put that <laughs> on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> and then Practice Hero by Mariah Carey in front of it. And that was just a beautiful story. I loved that story. That was so mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah. Um, they They go off on a little bit of a tangent about malls, about how Northgate may have been the Uh, first mall but it turns out it was the first open-air mall and then became a covered mall and the first one was in minnesota which doesn't surprise me minnesota's kind of famous for malls right i worked at that mall i ran the store there for six years
1: great there used to be a zoo in the basement my mom said when she was a little girl i've heard about that it seems kind of a little way down in the basement sounds like
0: an extremely depressing place to have a zoo Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) it's actually a really nice mall
2: Um, We get uh, an email from listener Lisa about the the Perry Cuomo song that they opened the hot dog show with. um, And kind of a a, it was a sweet, wistful song, you know, memory that she had about dancing with her mom uh, to that song. So that was very. Yeah, that was nice. And then I think the highlight of the week was the story about how Andrew decided to wind down after all his hard work with uh, an edible that he had taken uh, other times before. And it was fine, but it kind of got on top of him and he uh, fell down a Carol King rabbit hole and ended up being knee-deep in Dion Warwick.
1: <laughs> I said that before that I questioned the timing of this, and I do. I mean, he got the hot dog story turned in, and then he thought, I'm going to take an edible and write the TBTL newsletter?
2: Woof. I, You know, everybody reacts to it differently, but this is not anything I can ever do if I have to have Uh, you know, if there's any responsibility, I can't even like, you know, make myself a cup of coffee. It's just like, I'm done for the day. I I can't do anything else. Like he went to the store to get beer inexplicably. (laughs) You don't need to be more impaired. I don't know why he was doing that, but he decided to like go out on a mission to get something and then write a newsletter. It's it's crazy. I some people can work on it. I, I can't, he clearly can't. And then he was
1: afraid what that the panhandler would be able to tell that he was high and so he didn't want to interact with him
2: well that's a definite thing when you're high is you think everybody knows that goes along with the paranoia which is a reason you got to just stay inside and don't do anything
0: weirdly though panhandler also just thinking about how it's like day
2: (laughs) (laughs) can i get a dollar for some creatine Alright, uh music for your weekend. Um Andrew brings us the Shirelles uh version of Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow. I went and listened to the Carol King version. Um and I gotta say I like the Carol King one better, but I'm uh, I also yeah. love Carole King. Um Luke unfortunately unfortunately plays us the uh Deffrey song Man on Freeway Sign. And uh Kara in Austin brings a great song by Natalie Prass called Short Court Style. And that's it for Kara
1: tried really hard to save it, but there was no saving that music for your no. weekend. Yeah, yeah that, no. was rough. that was rough. And I like the Shirelles. I don't have anything against them, but I just thought it was such an odd choice for music for your weekend.
2: Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of morose sounding a little. It's not like an upbeat, happy weekend mm-hmm. song.
1: And yet, the
0: Southern Tents are currently pooling their money to buy Andrew tickets to Beautiful, the Carol King musical. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a little housekeeping here housekeeping? no, nah, it doesn't work when I do it. Uh, buy do. stuff from us at LittleRedBandWagon.com or uh, 10710.com slash shop. Do spell those out. I have no idea where it goes if you use the numerals. Uh, the archive project is ongoing and ever-present. You can email us about that. More to come on that in a moment. Buy stuff on Amazon by going to LittleRedBandWagon.com slash Amazon. Buy the same protein chips you were going to buy before but then we make a little money. Earbuds and Earworms this week is about jobs, jobs, next week, your summer songs. So listen this week. If you haven't subscribed, it's a good time to jump in. Uh, Like I mentioned in the clip, Mitchell, Amy's co-host, is great. And if you can wrestle them away from Mike's heart, you can have them to yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tune in for that and make sure you send them your summer songs so that next week they've got a bumper crop to choose from find us online at littleredbandwagon.com or throwyourphone.com, the Facebook page, Little Red Bandwagon, the show Twitter's LRB podcast. You can also find details about the picnic, by the way, on Facebook. There's a Facebook event. Come join it. Invite your friends. Any 11s you want to scare, we'd love to have them. Email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com, voicemails and text messages to eight zero two four three two. TBTL, that's 802 432 8285. The fax number's not on this run sheet, so I guess we'll just let it go this time.
1: Nobody's using it anyway. And with that,
0: uh, Anne, why don't you get us
1: out of here? Until next time, this is the next party.
0: And we love you, Jen.
1: Nailed
2: it. I scared Link so bad. <laughs> <laughs>
3: amazingly i can be half drunk and still set this shit up i don't know how sorry it's a, it was a long day
0: it's all we've ever asked but yeah. uh thank you for that easter egg gold
3: <laughs> oh my god you're recording that